You're listening to Chat VTV with your hosts, Stella Rose Johnson. And I'm Mar Johnson. Um, so today we're going to be talking about another wedding we just attended in the Big Apple, New York City. Crazy weekend. Um, can't wait to fill you guys in. It was a crazy weekend. It was, I would say, overstimulating was probably the word. This was after our big event out on the west coast just um god what was it was it the week before or two weeks before about a week and a half i think there was maybe four days in between getting home and then going back out okay so we left on a thursday uh well you came up from from washington on on the train uh your mom and i drove down from vermont um not not a short drive but we were not in a rental car. That's so true. Yeah, you are behind the comfort of your own wheel. Which is always a plus. Uh, all right, so we got to New York City, and before before we get to the wedding, we want to get to the other, I would say, big main event of our trip to New York, which was... Jean Banbury's birthday. And Jean is one of Lauren Glenn's best friends from high school. Uh, and in fact, the the wedding that we went to, not to confuse everybody, but was the son of another high school friend. But let's talk about uh, what we did on Jean's birthday. So when I got to her apartment, you guys were there. We all made a lovely breakfast. Actually, Jean made us a lovely breakfast. We went on a walk to, what was the name of the, um, the pier? Pier 57. Pier 57. There was these little islands that had been built. Um, you could see the Statue of Liberty. We went up to this little rooftop and Mom and Jean were doing some artwork. Mark and I were chatting away as we do, you know, reason behind the podcast, because we love to talk. And had some coffee, kind of revived ourselves, and um, headed to lunch. We should mention too that Jean, one of the reasons she cooked breakfast, Jean owned a restaurant, Tortilla Flat, in New York with her boyfriend Pete and Tortilla Flat she got out of it um, and is no longer in it I think it was right before the pandemic yeah I believe it was right I I, yeah you're right right. all right so then we walked around for a little bit we did a lot of steps that day and we walked down to um, Blue Moon right that is that the Blue Blue Ribbon okay thank you and tell our listeners a little about the lunch. So whenever I, I go out to lunch personally with Jean or Lauren Glenn, especially at a sushi restaurant, I really just let them take the lead. Um, there's truly nothing better than sitting there and just saying, you know, you order whatever you want and I will happily eat it because they do God's work. They order the best things on the menu. Um, I think they've gone there together probably every time mom's gone to visit Jean in the city and I've accompanied them many times growing up. So, you know, kind of knew what we were in for and they they never miss. There was a lot of really fresh um, sashimi and just really good rolls and um, some sake, some water, some laughs. I, I would say there was a fair amount of sake, just saying. Yeah, you know, maybe about like three or four bottles, but the glass can never be empty as Jean has taught me well. So. 
when you have a cup that's empty, someone else at the table immediately fills it. And then you're constantly cheersing to something. We had a lot to celebrate that day. So, you know, doesn't uh, doesn't hurt to get a little sipsy with your godmother. And the, uh, I would say the uh, sashimi was probably the best I've ever had. It was salmon, at least two different kinds of tuna. Uh, help me out. I think there was some yellowtail. Um, they got some uni and I want to say there was one that literally tasted like butter. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but those went, those went quickly. I think that might've been one of the tunas. I think you're right. Yeah. That I, I would say that was maybe one of the top five things I've ever eaten in my life. And then of course we had a little, um, green tea, um, mochi afterward, which I, I kind of love that. Yeah, that's always the best way to end that meal. Just a little, you know, cleanser for the palate. <laughs> and they sang um, happy birthday to Jean. We definitely befriended the waitress who we were going to try to go out with us afterwards. But, you know, she was done for the day. So that was very fair. Yeah, I thought we I thought we almost had her corralled and hooked to go with us. Uh, and then so after that, we um what did we do after that we walked around some more we hit soho um got some doc martens and uh mom got some all birds just you know a little pre-wedding shopping doesn't hurt and um yeah then we walked back to jeans and got all of our bags to go to the hotel which we did basically in a forced march yes i would say i would say forced march is a good representation of how that was <laughs> And I have the heel to prove it. You do indeed. You were breaking in your docks like a champion. Yeah, probably not the smartest thing I've ever done. But, um, you know, could have could have been much worse. People have much larger things to complain about. And so we stayed at a hotel on 38th Street in between 6th and 7th Avenue. And one of those hotels that was very beautiful. A lot of the wedding party was there. But um, TBH, one of those places you can't open the windows. Yeah, I will say it was also right next to Bryant Park, which was beautiful. Um, but I think our family, sometimes we don't always agree on the um, air conditioning. Because I, I like to fall asleep and have it be a little chilly, you know, get under the covers, cuddle up. And you guys were like, it's too cold. So Well, that, that was like an icebox. I disagree. <laughs> you thought it was perfect. Yeah, I was not complaining. I could wear my new hoodie. I was so happy. Okay, all right. So then the next morning, we had a really nice little um, trip to the bakery, sat around Bryant Park for a little bit, which, it, as you mentioned, it's a really just a beautiful place. I think one of the really cool and beautiful things about New York City is that, you know, there are these great little parks that... Thank God. I mean, there is so much new construction, even in the last five years. I mean, you just look up and, I mean, you just crane your neck to see another 100-plus story building. I don't know who's in these. I don't know if they're housing or if they're office space because a lot of people aren't going back to work after the pandemic to office space. But it, I, I found that to be a little overwhelming, too. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I think... I don't know, the beauty of just sitting in nature 
in a concrete jungle is a blessing because you can kind of just escape the chaos of feeling like you're constantly in the way when you're walking around and just sit down and take it all in. Um, I think there was an event going on later in the afternoon that they were setting up for. It was like picnic opera in the park because after we were in the park, mom and I kind of ventured off to do some more shopping. But when we headed back um, to the hotel, we passed Bryant Park again and I could hear an opera singer. And of course, when we were in Bryant Park in the morning, I ran into one of my best friends from Chicago who was at the wedding, um, David Pasquisi, who was in Veep. I never watched the show, but um, I love the guy. He's just great. He, he and I sat next to each other at the last event before the pandemic started when we went to Ann Moore, whose son was the one who got married at her 60th birthday party out in Chicago. Um, I love David. I love his wife, J.M., who's a writer. Um, David was telling us a little bit about what it's like being out on strike. Uh, he's part of the Actors Guild, and he's kind of doing his own stuff, hoping that something might take hold. And then um, let's just sort of, I guess, cut ahead here to um, the next day was the wedding, and just getting there was an adventure. Yeah, there was, to set the scene, there was two buses coming to pick up everyone that was staying at the hotel attending the wedding. And of course, you know, Anne puts Lauren Glenn in charge because she loves to organize and be a leader. So um, we gathered everyone outside who was ready when the first bus was supposed to be there. Uh, the second bus was running a little bit late. So, you know, three of us said, we'll stay behind, make sure that everyone else is able to get there on time. So the first bus leaves with about 30 people on it. We're like, okay, there's at least another 30 coming, you know, we'll, we'll wait 10 minutes. So dad and I get on the bus, um, talking to the bus driver, really friendly guy. And then it's time to go. Uh, wedding is starting soon. There's traffic in New York. We have to, um, we have to get to Long Island. So mom gets on the bus, Long Island city, Long Island city. And, um, it was just the three of us on the second bus. And, you know, people are chatting away, getting a little distracted, uh, King missed a turn, and so then we were late to the wedding, but that's okay. We got we got there when we got there, and um, it's always about the journey. And we didn't miss the vows. I think really only thing we missed was the bride and groom kind of walking up to the stage slash altar where they were getting married, because we walked in. I thought actually our timing was kind of perfect. We walked in, and um, the the groom Evan who's Ann Moore and Harry Dent's son I should mention Ann and Harry own a great place we've visited up in Lake Patonga up in northern Quebec little background motorcycle here for you we're in Burlington by the way now and so then um, talk a little bit about the wedding it was beautiful I um, I haven't seen Evan in a very long time and so I think just seeing you know the adult like man that he has grown into and his love with um, his new wife, just hearing their story through their vows. It wasn't, I really like when people write their own vows. I think it shows a lot about the relationship, especially if you don't know the couple super well, because they're pinpointing, you know, just highlights of the past years that they've been together. Um, the venue was outside. It was stunning. There was a lot of exposed, um, like flowers and leaves and um just really everyone was dressed so well it was black tie event so people really popped out um 
but yeah beautiful vows beautiful couple just everyone was crying laughing just very happy to be there I, I think you two were really struck particularly by the bride's vows which she told this story about how she basically how she met Evan no notes just right off the top of her head beginning middle and I mean it was I thought really held her cool together you know Evan kind of then pulled out a couple of sheets of paper and read his you know clearly a little little nervous it's okay totally understandable totally fair and it really was you know it's just a really nice ceremony um I was not wearing a black tie I was one of the sort of odd one of the odd people but you know people seemed to be okay with what I was wearing people loved your Italian suit yeah you got a lot of compliments it's a nice green olive green um you know nice green tie it's good to stand out sometimes we will not mention it was the same suit that I wore in San Francisco because the only two people who would know that would be you and your mother and and me so three people and then on uh, so then afterward we had dinner well, a little bit before that, we had um, some appetizers and some cocktails, and we were chatting with everyone else that was there. But yes, then we had dinner, which I will mention, the last wedding in California and this wedding, um, I was separated from my family, which, so fair, you know, good to mingle, meet the other people there. But I was a little nervous to sit at a table of complete strangers and... Um, you know be separated from my loved ones but it worked out worked out well and uh yeah why don't you uh, start us off with the dinner well okay so the dinner again i got to sit next to david so i was happy and your mom on the other side and the so the the pre-game the appetizers were shrimp um crab um more oysters as though we didn't have enough oysters out in california and I'm trying, I'm feeling like I missed of <laughs> the crab. You got the crab. Yeah. Oh, there was some, um, there were some people walking around with these little, uh, like ham and cheese sandwiches, like very, very little and some tartare on chips and, um, just like the miscellaneous apps that they're kind of walking around and you're standing, you're trying to stand in like the prime spot to get some. Um, should have should have had more of those, but yeah, I think we I think what happened is we got a little faked out because out in San Francisco, it was really kind of a food fest with I think it was seven courses out there, and we were kind of overwhelmed by the amount of food. So I think we kind of laid low on on the apps, um, and the dinner was lovely. I mean, no question about it. It was a nice salad. Um, there were two people missing from our table. The the um, father of the groom, um, Harry, Anne's husband. I know there's been a lot of names, but um, so his sister and her husband had COVID, so there were two empty seats at our table. You could have actually sat with us, but I know you'd already made your friends. But my friend David was able to snare an extra salad, which was was good. And the um, I, you know the entrees were good, but they were kind of like a nouvelle kind of a small plate kind of thing. Um, very nice, but certainly a contrast to San Francisco. Yeah, I would agree. It was still really yummy food. Um, I just think some of us needed a little bit more food in our system for how the uh, night continued on. And what are you suggesting and hinting at with that? Um, 
some of us were a bit sipsy and also some of us were on the dance floor so needed that you know encouragement but the um I guess also to preface the bride and groom had their special cocktails like what they always get when they go out and so bride um her drink was a spritz and I love a spritz so had a few of those of course there's some champagne for all the toasts um at the dinner and then you know some red wine to go with the steak and then um you know Alex my my queen she said let's take a shot of tequila when the night was later on in the night I'm jumping ahead but um I think all of those combined I was a little bit down horrendous the next day and that's okay because <laughs> it was a special event but um yeah that's that's what I meant by that and Alex is Alex is the daughter of Harry and Anne um we're the same age so we grew up together whenever mom and I would go visit them in Chicago she graduated from Dartmouth and lives in New York City and she is just a beautiful soul um it was nice to reconnect with her I was actually sitting next to her roommate um at the table they kind of had a a cousin's table and then it was also me and the roommate who weren't actually family but like the closest to family that wasn't cousins so that was nice to get to know her um also at my table, two people had an allergic reaction, one of whom went to the hospital. So that was that was interesting. But he did so so gracefully that we were like, oh, where'd he go? And then the mom came over and was like, we had to take him to the hospital. So he will not be returning. But uh, yeah. Allergic reaction to what? Pistachios. Which is in? The salad dressing. <laughs> and then there was more. There was more, yeah. With the steak, they the sauce they used, I guess, also had nuts in it. And um People at my table were allergic to fish and nuts, so there was really only so many options for them. But it's okay. You know, it got worked out. All right, let's talk. I, I kind of was staying on the periphery. I think I was a little um, concerned about another COVID wedding event, so kind of just laid back a little bit. But you were um, you were rocking it out on the dance floor. Always, always. Yeah, the DJ, he had a great set going. Um, the bride and groom at one point came over to our table, and they were – telling us kind of what the music was going to be and they said if you're not out there dancing you know we'll be disappointed can could never disappoint them um but it was fun you know there was a lot of people just having a great time coming together eating cake eating cookies drinking coffee to revive um yeah it was it was fun and the the first dance was beautiful the dance that the bride and her dad did was wild they had definitely rehearsed that and our dancers at heart because it was a lot of spinning around we we will not be spinning around that much when our time comes but whoa it was impressive it was yeah it was beautiful yeah that i have to say that guy who's probably looked maybe a couple of years older than me yeah was um fred asterish he, he was really very impressive and the two of them um quite something um we actually somehow dragged you off of the dance floor and everybody got home yes everybody got home went back on the bus and um immediately fell asleep and we had actually planned on staying another day after that but i think we were all i don't know i would say just overstimulated from new york a lot of people just very so different than vermont so, and we missed, of course, the dog who's right here with us too. Um, Daphne, anything you want to add? We'll get to you in a moment here. 
And so we left on uh, Sunday instead of Monday. And then you were actually scheduled to go back to Washington, D.C. and change of plans. Yep. So I wound up coming back with you guys, which was nice. I do. I will say even being in D.C., which is like a small city, it's so much different than New York. And I think growing up, like going to New York every time it was you would leave and just need like a day to kind of regroup. Um, and maybe it's different having like a routine in a city. And I was talking to mom about that because she did grow up in Queens. And even she was saying like, just the culture now of, of the pace is very different. But it's nice to be home for a couple of days and just kind of, you know, reset, <laughs> be in nature, peace and quiet, you know, except for all the construction that goes till 1 a.m. But that's OK. It's all right. And uh, yeah. The last wedding I asked you if there was anything from that wedding that you would take away and maybe, you know, no pressure, graft into any possible maybe future event you might have. Anything beside not having pistachio salad dressing that you would take away? Um, yeah, I think that I would like to write my own vows. Um, I know that sometimes can be like a more personal moment you share afterwards if you do more traditional vows, which I honestly do either. But I think just that really struck me, especially after Harriet and Ryan's. Um, and I liked the, the venue being outside for dinner because it was beautiful out and then having a space inside where people were also socializing and then where the dance floor was. Um, but yeah, something that we should mention <laughs> when they were saying their vows and saying the I do's was that there was a club about two doors down um, that was hosting a darty. So there was some EDM music in the background of them saying their vows, which you know, they will truly never forget their wedding. And I think it added some, you know, it, it was funny. Like, it was probably kind of frustrating for them in the moment, but they made a joke about it later. So I would probably say to really investigate the venue and yeah. your surrounding buildings, especially if it's in a city, um, because you never know. There could be a darty next door at the same time it's your wedding. I thought it was really good. They actually, during the ceremony, Kind of during the vows, the uh, the the bride, you know, acknowledged that there was some side noise because I, I think it's just better to name that stuff and not act like it's not happening, especially when it's kind of, you know, almost earth, wind, and fire kind of music that's over, you know, over overdubbing whatever it is that that you're doing. But I, I think that's a good idea to check and double check the venue and make sure that um, you know there isn't some other concert going on at basically the same time. Bit of a side note, but question for you, as we recently rewatched you and mom's wedding video, which was so beautiful, felt like I was there on that day. I mean, technically I was, I was in the womb, but um, is there anything when watching that back and attending these two weddings recently that you would have implemented or something that you're really happy that you did? I'm really glad that we had uh, a pretty small event. I mean, that, that wedding we had up in North Hero was, I think, maybe 30, 35 people, pretty intimate. I mean, we did have, you know, it was like a three-day running party. So we had the uh, rehearsal dinner, then we had the wedding, then we had the wedding dinner. That was a slightly larger crowd. 
And then we had the big big party the day after that at Shore Acres. I, I think um, I think sort of having different events and kind of spreading it out instead of trying to just kind of pack it all in one day and then um, you know you hop on an airplane and go to Maui or I'm not even sure where where the New York crowd was going. Do you? I, I don't. Yeah. And so I, I kind of and we your mom and I just stayed in North Hero because we figured well. You know, there's there's little, people will spend a lot of money to go to Vermont on their honeymoon, so why not just stay where we were? And um, my mother-in-law stayed with us on our wedding night, which was great. We love her. And so I, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, um, you know, I guess maybe uh, having a, my well, I'm not really drinking much these days, but maybe having my own drink named after me. So what was in the spritz? So usually a spritz is Aperol, champagne, and uh, what is it that, I think that might be it, maybe some like tonic water, I'm not exactly sure, I just know it's Aperol and um, champagne and then a slice of orange, and I think there's different ways to make different spritz, but that's like a pretty traditional Aperol. So then we we drove home, Um, we got back here to Vermont and had a nice um, day or two you're actually leaving tomorrow it's it's now we've been home for about 48 hours and then we had a really nice dinner last night with um previous guest here on the pod um my my best friend um Tenzin, who came over and then we had a little dinner here at the house and went down to st john's club to watch the sunset oh okay um so yeah the sunset last night was it was it didn't really exist but the color of the sky was crazy I felt like I was in a trance like I don't even really know how to describe I was just really taking it all in um there's some beautiful conversations being had all people I adore very much just very happy to be with all of you in that moment and um be by the water drinking a Shirley Temple um but yeah that was a beautiful night how are you feeling about heading back to D.C. tomorrow? Um, I am feeling okay. I don't love that I have to get off the plane and go to work, but, you know, the grind never stops. I love being home in this time where it's, like, end of summer, early fall. Just the weather is really perfect. Um, you can wear a sweatshirt in the evening. You can you know, feel the breeze, and D.C. is just very, very hot in the summer, um, so it's going to be 95 this week, so I'm a little, you know, like, oof, all right, going to be sweating, but excited to see all my pals and um, get back into routine, and um, yeah, some big, some big things coming up in the next month, I think, networking-wise, job-wise, so I'm excited for that, and just another transitional period, um, but yeah, that was a long-winded answer. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm in, I'm excited. Yeah, but uh, sorry, love. And um, the other big news is your mom's going on a big trip. I'm staying back here with the dog. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about that. She is going to Scotland. She's gonna go do some hikes, or she's going on like a walking trip with one of her best friends who she's gone with before. Um, and she's actually going to go help one of my best friends who's going to grad school at the University of Edinburgh move in and take her on a little city tour her first day. So that'll be lovely to get some pics. And um, yeah, I'm excited for her. I think it'll be good. Just have have a little girl's trip, 
happy in Scotland where she loves so much. She also went to grad school there. So I think every time she goes back, she's just heart is full. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll be, we'll be working. We'll be with the dog. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> holding down the fort in the States. And we should mention too, when we picked up Daphne down at her, at, at its quote unquote summer camp where she was in Panton for a few days, she's been kind of just laying low here for a few days. Yeah, she's definitely just been asleep every time I've tried to take her on a walk or gone up to her. She's knocked. Yeah, there were a lot of dogs there at the breeders. I think it was um, it was overstimulating for her the same way New York City was overstimulating for us. And then, um, you, you know, because we want to get this on the record, you've promised you're going to come home sometime during September when your mom's away, right? Yes, sir. To, you know, just to bail out your pal. Yeah, of course. No, I will do what I can. I will do what I can. Yeah, and we'll we'll give that a shot. So I, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'd rate I'd rate the New York trip, the New York wedding. Um, it was an A. Yeah, I'd give it a I'd give it an A. You know, always room for improvement, but it was it was beautiful, and I hope that they continue to celebrate their love. And we're really hoping that they, this bride and groom, don't go to um, Maui. Yeah, I feel like they would probably go to Europe. Maybe they were giving that vibe of maybe like a little Amalfi Coast honeymoon. And um, we did hear from the newlyweds who went to, to Maui and everything worked out fine. They got into a new hotel. They um, had a really nice time. The last pictures I saw from them, they were on the beach. So everything worked out okay and they made it back home to California where of course there was flooding down in the south but they're up north so everything was was cool but um dude that was a whirlwind of a couple of weeks I do agree I do agree but we are braver than the troops and um we made it out and now we just you know have a couple weeks to (laughs) decompress and you go back to work and um I'm gonna be hopefully starting a new job second podcast with local tv station and just starting to try to line things up for that. That'll be coming up in a few weeks from now. So we'll have to well, maybe we'll get into that a little bit more on when you come back when you come back home to to help me out. Any final thoughts? Um, thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We we're gonna record some more, so we have content to give the people because we love to give. But um, love you all. Have a beautiful what is it Tuesday? Have a beautiful Tuesday. Stay brave, stay humble, stay gorgeous. And should we give people a little preview? We're, what, any idea what we're going to talk about in the next one? I think um, maybe reflecting on some goals for the rest of the year as the year is winding down. And, you know, a couple life lessons we've learned. And just um, chatting as we do. 